welcome back to another episode of Between Us and Y'all. I'm Yasmin. I'm Nafis. And we want to welcome you back to another episode. We want to thank you all for listening in and giving us your feedback. It's been really good and it's been a great way for us to build our conversation skills as well as share different conversation um, skills strategies with other mothers and sons. Today we are going to be talking about communication. Um, specifically how to set the stage for healthy communication, healthy, you know, conversations that you're having between your son and your mom, as well as checking in. Before we get started, as we usually do, we like to advertise for local businesses. Um, Today, actually, we're going to be talking about a local, well, not a local artist. I keep forgetting we're not in California. We're um, in Atlanta now, but we're from Oakland, California. Since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, we're going to be specifically talking about an artist that I believe has helped to lift the spirits of different people during this quarantine, and that is a brother by the name, his artist's name is Fantastic Negrito. His real name is Xavier. He's a brother that's located in Oakland, California. I had the pleasure of meeting him, and I've seen him perform. And he, like other artists, have gone live for free on IG and other social media outlets to perform and allow different people to tune in to uplift their spirits. He has a website, too, if you want to learn a little bit more about him. Um, Nafis is going to mention that in a minute, but then just check him out. He's won a Grammy back in, I believe it was 2016 for Best Contemporary Blues album, I believe was the topic that he um, won for. But he's a really dope artist. What's his website? It's FamousNegrito at dot com. Fantastic Negrito. Fantastic, I'm sorry. FantasticNegrito.com. <laughs> All right, so check him out when you get a chance. All right, so last time we were talking about mental health, we had some good conversation about that. Um, again, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so we wanted to make sure that we touched on that particular topic. We enjoyed the topic, and we've enjoyed your feedback as well. Today, again, we're going to be touching on communication. It's important to know what strategies you have in place or what strategies you're using to have healthy communication between your son and your mom or anybody, really. But since this podcast is focused on communication between sons and their mothers, as well as, you know, back and forth, we want to talk about the strategies that we've used um, that have been effective and some that have not been so effective. So we're going to jump right in, as we usually do, with going over some questions that we want to um, ask each other and share the answers with you as well. All right, so setting the stage for healthy communication is key to any relationship. Let's talk about some effective methods you and I have used to set the stage for healthy communication. So, so one of the things that I try to do all the time when I'm talking to you is to make sure I'm giving you eye contact. We're um, filming right now. If you guys weren't aware, we do have a YouTube page as well. So we usually film all of our episodes as well. So we're looking straight ahead um, right now for the people who are only listening in for the camera. So one of the things I try to do is make sure I'm giving you eye contact to make sure you know that I'm paying attention. Make sure that I'm not multitasking too much so that I'm giving you my um, undivided attention and when I'm not able to do that, I let you know, hey, I'm working on something right now, but I am paying attention. If I, if you see me, you know, looking sideways or typing or something like that, it's because I'm working on this. Is that okay before we move on? Or I might say, you know, um, I might try to make sure I watch my tone when I'm speaking so that I can 
receive the type of tone that I'm hoping to, to get back. I don't want to be yelling at you and expecting you to come back with a calm tone to me. Um, sometimes I might not do that correctly. You know, I know I yell just like any other mom, you know, but those are some of the things that I do. How about you? I definitely say, well, kind of the same for me on how you um, stated how you have um, the stages of healthy communication. Definitely set a stage of saying, like, you know, you have my undivided attention. I'm listening to you. And if you're doing something, then, you know, this is what I'm doing. But that's not taking my focus off of what problem is at hand. Um, yeah, most of the stuff that you said is definitely the same of how I do things. And then before before we move on, um, it's important for you to know what your communication strategy is, you know, between you and your son as you get older. And I think we mentioned this before in one of our other conversations um, that sometimes people feel like it's a strange or an odd way for black families, you know, people of color to feel like they're asking their child for permission to do something, you know, when it comes to communicating. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about healthy communication that is an exchange. You want to be sure that you understand what I'm asking of you. And I understand what you, you know, are asking of me. And we are very clear about what the expectations are so that we can just have an even exchange. As you get older, you know, you know, you're going to have different things that you want to talk about and you're going to have a different tone that you might want to address me with. I'm always your elder. And at the same time, I have to show you respect as well as a human being and as my son, you know, as far as setting an example of healthy communication and how to set the stage for making sure that the conversation remains healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes uh, with that there are some triggers that can cause communication breakdowns. What are some of those triggers that are for you? So what are some triggers? What are some of those triggers that trigger you? That cause communication breakdowns? One of the things that I'll say as it relates to you is if I feel like you're shutting down, you know, and refusing to talk and giving me like one word answers when I know that there's more to it, you know, no, yes, yes, no, you know, stuff like that. Or if I feel like you're not telling me the truth, you know, if I feel like there's like consistent lying happening, I feel like that could be a trigger for me to feel like a communication breakdown, you know. And another thing for me would be is if I feel like you're you're giving me feedback that doesn't really reflect who you are. Like I feel like someone else is rubbing off on you and you're not in control anymore as far as um how you're thinking and the way I can tell that sometimes is if you seem very unhappy and you're doing a thing that's completely new usually I assume that to be an you know an influence from someone else or maybe something you're troubled with you know but for me sometimes that can cause a communication breakdown how about you um for me maybe sometimes when we're having conversations and maybe I don't know maybe probably not hearing me out on a topic or not really giving me the chance to really ex- express the way that I really want to express myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, you know, this is what I want to say, but this is how I truly want to say it. And I'm not trying to come off as disrespectful or rude, but I really just want, to under- want you to understand how this topic, how this situation is making me really feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's 
There's, I don't I don't really have a lot of triggers, but that's some of the triggers that really trigger me. Okay. It's not, I mean, you don't have to have a whole list of things. You know, sometimes when we hear someone else offer their feedback and they have a whole list of triggers and examples and stuff like that, we might feel like we have to match them, you know, but it doesn't have to be that way. So that's cool that you only have the amount you have and I have the amount I have. It doesn't, there's no measurement there. But um, we learn from example. Do you feel like the way that me and your dad communicate, or parents in general, the way that they communicate, have had an impact on how you communicate with others? Yes, and also with that, I in different in different situations, I choose on how I respond to people. Like, if to give an example, if I might be talking to maybe someone I like, or someone maybe a friend. I might talk to you, to them like of like the examples that you gave me, but if I'm talking to maybe a stranger or something like that, I might take it from my dad, or you know. So I, why do you feel like you do that? Um, cause for me, <laughs> for me, in terms of talking to my friends or family and learning from you, from your side, it's more so of I really want to know what you're coming from, what, where are you getting this information from. And how can we come up with a solution? And what what are the ways that I can show you that? You know, I'm, I'm trying to hear you out, but I'm also trying to make you understand where I'm coming from and how I see it. In a way that, what I think that how my dad is, is more so like, in terms of moving with strangers, or talking to strangers, it's like, I'm not gonna change how I, you know, say anything or do anything. And He's just one way. Just one way. And if you're not listening to me, and you, you know, there's no way you can steer me off because you don't know me and you don't know how I do stuff. And this is the, you know, I'm coming to you for this. And if you're not trying to help me in that situation, then I don't, you know, then you don't need to be helped. It sounds like we have two different ways, you know, that you've observed. Do you feel like it's been an issue for you to try and model both of those ways? No, I try, um, I try sometimes to, to intertwine the two. Or try maybe sometimes I might how I talk to you I might try to re- flip it and like if I talk to my dad this way I might try to talk to you that way mm. and vice versa to see if maybe it, there's a different effect or maybe it isn't and sometimes there is and how in some situations like I might be expressing myself and be horrible more with my dad and that might give a different uh, emotion or different you know feeling or I might not be as one who I am with you, and that might give a different feeling or emotion. So it's just learning and observing trial and error. But when you're communicating with other people, do you find it harder or easier? Which which particular style do you find do you do you find it to be a challenge with when you're communicating with other people? Do you find that if you try to use the way you learn from me harder, or the way you learn from your dad harder, or is neither one of them harder, and you just Mm. I think for me, <laughs> sometimes when I talk to strangers, I really use it the way that I learn from you, mm-hmm. so a person can really understand where I'm coming from and how I do stuff. So okay. that so they're not so they're not looking at me as being like standoffish mm-hmm. or me being rude or you know something like that. But sometimes, depending on how the someone is coming at me, or something like that, I do learn, you know just have to learn from my dad. And I say that he's always being standoffish and not want to talk to somebody. It's just choosing who you telling your information to and choosing who 
you telling your feelings to and you know there's not always you know it's sometimes just they just being mad or being happy in the moment so just you know making sure that you're not taking it for for what it is and thinking about the long run okay well so for me um I definitely think the way that my parents communicated had an impact on how I communicate with others and it's interesting that my way is similar to yours but it's a little bit different and the difference would be that some things that I saw my parents do and the way that they communicated I used to witness it and say I I don't want to feel like how that person I assume that person might be feeling Mm -hmm. and I would you know change my way of speaking you know what I mean like for instance People that knew my mom knew that she might say something that might sound harsh, but people that knew her knew that that's just the way that she spoke sometimes. She was very direct, you know, she was a very direct kind of speaker. And I know sometimes you joke about me being real plain and straight to the point, you know what I mean? That might end up hurting someone's feelings, you know. Um, so I try to pay attention to that because I think I picked that up from my mom as far as her communication style. And because I know that a lot of people weren't brave enough to come to her to say, hey, the way you said that to me kind of hurt my feelings. I want to be sure that I kind of alter the way that I speak sometimes so that people don't have to tiptoe around when they're speaking to me. You know, if if they feel like I'm speaking too direct or or what I'm saying comes off as harsh. Um, One of the things that I can remember as far as my dad, he was a big salesman. And any time that he spoke and he was always like effective and negotiating things with people you know so I paid attention to that particular style and I'm not very good at selling things but I am very good at communicating and understanding you know what I mean and so I I feel like with my dad being a person that you know was very convincing and he did it for his business I learned how to be able to pay attention to what I need to say in order to make a person comfortable in a conversation and um, I want to make I want to make sure before we go into this conversation that I don't leave the the statement about my mom like she was just this terrible communicator you know she was absolutely not a bad communicator she was an effective communicator she was a teacher you know that had to communicate lessons and lesson plans and all types of stuff to people all around the world you know it's just that she was very direct you know and when she spoke people listened and she had a lot of unspoken communication too so. I want to make sure I said that. I think what that is interesting is that <clears throat> the career that you choose or like the field of work, it definitely influences how you talk and how mm. you, you do stuff. So, you know, for me, I'm more so I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. So for me, like in terms of how I explain things might be more abstract. Abstract or you know, or it, I definitely think it definitely plays a part in how you communicate. Definitely. Um, for those that don't know my career is a business analyst so my whole and I'm a Virgo you know so my whole life is analytical and I get paid to analyze things you know so I totally think that's true that sometimes I may come across as being way too over analytical in a conversation and somebody Mm -hmm. might be like what are you talking about how does that relate to this but for me to understand it and for me to offer the best response sometimes I need to ask questions and make sure I understand how everything worked and it could be a challenge sometimes you know Mm -hmm. to not communicate like that because I'm trying not to 
be, you know, overbearing and strange. I think for me sometimes, not also being an artist, but just being very literal. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, if someone says something, I take it in a literal sense. And not like, you know, if you say, I don't like chocolate, then I'm going to take it as you don't like chocolate. And I shouldn't be offering you chocolate. Yeah, but if not you, like something else. Yeah, and if you're saying, oh, there was a hidden meaning or I didn't really mean that, then for me, I'm still dealing with that because it's like, well, you said you didn't like it. So, you know, I didn't. How was I supposed to know? Right. Yeah. Okay. So with that, in talking about examples and stuff like that, we might not uh, use those examples. And based on that, do you believe in things that you say have you witnessed the impact of what you say on others? Tell me that question one more time. We may not use examples that we learn from our parents. So based on the example that you use, do you believe in things that you say? Have you witnessed the impact of what you say on others? Yeah, um, based on those examples, I I would say that I believe what I say about 80 to 90% of the time. And then the last few sets, you know, of the percentage, sometimes I question what I'm saying, you know, because we, we grow up with a lot of things that we've been taught, like, this is the way things are, this is how you do them, and this is how you say them and all that. Oftentimes, like I said, I'm very analytical. I'll question myself, like, why do we say that to each other? You know, why is it cool to say it like that? And why is it, is it comfortable for me to be able to say that to that person, but not that person? You know, I'll check myself and check in to see, like, you know, what is the reason why I communicate like that? And as far as it didn't have an impact on other people, Sometimes I think it can be rough and and also positive. The ways that it could be rough is sometimes when you have to retract something you say in a relationship, when you're talking to somebody and you said something in a certain way, then you have to go back and say, you know what, I thought about it and I really don't feel that way. Sometimes people can look at you as being like wishy-washy, you know, and thinking that you don't really understand what you're doing and you're not solid like you're scatterbrained all over the place mm-hmm. when in reality you're just trying to make sure you're communicating effectively and you know you can pull things back and say hey I thought about it and I'm not exactly sure I felt like that I think that's safe and fair to be able to do that and as far as it being um, good I have people that can tell me you know what I appreciate you coming back and telling me you mm-hmm. know that you thought about it because I really didn't understand when you did that and I'm okay that you changed, you know, everybody changes and they grow, you know, or, you know, if it's something that has to do with you, you know, I, I feel like it is a good example to be able to show that we all make mistakes and we are all growing at the same time. Mm-hmm. What about you? I definitely say, um, before I go into my answer that it's good to always realize if you're in the wrong or if you are in the right to, and also say that in the situation that you're in because if like actually admit it uh, yeah admit it because sometimes if you know sometimes that can help you like realizing okay like I am wrong and I am wrong for saying this how I said it or you know putting it the way that I did or sometimes you can say you know what I said was you know true and I I know what I said and I know how I feel about it and you know I'm just glad that you was able to accept it how I said it it feels like it helps with healthy communication really mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about setting the stage because if you're able to own up to things you know and be clear about what you didn't mean then that would help set the stage even better you know to have a healthy conversation mm-hmm. and you would want to say an answer. I definitely think for me in terms of how 
the examples that I use and I put it into my everyday life. I definitely think um, it works a lot of times. And what works a lot of times? I'm just being able to be trying to be vulnerable with the people that I love and care about. Um, being uh, very cautious on who I share certain information with and who I don't. And it's, it's funny because how I talk to my friends is, you know, we, we try to be, we try to create that space of, you know, I'm here for you. I'm not judging you on what you're saying to me. And I just, I just want to be for, be there for you and give you the advice that, you know, if I've ever been in that situation, then I can, you know, say it, say it to you. And so I really do that with my good friend, uh, Shamari. We always, you know, we, we'd be talking about anything mm-hmm. when it comes to phones or video games or something like that. Before we even say anything, it's like, bro, I'm not judging you. You know, I'm not, you know. That's healthy. I'm not, you know, you still. I'm proud of y'all for doing that. Like, you're still going to be my good friend or something like that. But I just want to know how you feel about this. So if this ever comes up again. Or we, you know, we run into this person or something like that, then I know, you know, as an outsider or as a friend that I know how to respond to it rather than, you know, just, just responding in my, you know, just in how I feel. That's healthy. That's really powerful that you guys are doing that, especially in this social media age. Um, in another episode, we're going to talk about social media and the impact it has on everything, you know what I mean? But one of the things that I think that's really touchy and a sensitive topic is communication through social media. You know, sometimes people are posting things. I get it. You know, people tell me all the time, why are you telling people all that kind of stuff? You know, and the thing is, is sometimes in this reality, you never know who your message is going to reach. You know what I mean? Even with this podcast, you know, I might post something from this or even a link to it. And people are giving their feedback to say how much of an impact it's had on them. So sometimes it's a risk, you know, when you are sharing personal information or something that's considered sensitive with people that you don't know, you know, sometimes it could be a benefit in the end. And sometimes it can come back to bite you. I know I was looking at um, a post the artist Ari Lennox had up the other day that I thought was really powerful, that she was talking about um, how she wishes that she hadn't shared certain things and hadn't opened up in certain ways because she felt like, you know, it's made her be stuck in a certain box and people refuse to allow her to come outside of that, you know what I mean? And I can imagine, again, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, how that's had an impact on her mental health, you know? When people are not communicating you with you in a way that is an exchange, they just want you to receive what they want you to hear, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of unfair. I think it's also interesting with that you just said is when you're speaking on artists. I definitely think when it comes to celebrities, mm-hmm. that when they speak about politics or when they speak about their feelings, a lot of people, well, the the question or something like that, or the statement comes up that you 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 don't have a say because you know you're in this great spot and you. You have this, you have that. But still, at the end of the day, they're still an individual. You know, they're still their own person. They still have feelings. And what they say does matter. And what this, you know, how they feel does matter. Uh, all this stuff matters. And even though they can change something, then, you know, than the everyday person, still what they say does matter. I totally agree. You know, the thing about us um, artists is that when they start, you know, it's, when they start as an artist and they put out their first, you know, couple of songs, it's almost like they're setting the stage for their communication with us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, we have an expectation that this is the type of music you're putting out. And if you put something out that doesn't really match that, it's kind of like, wait a minute, this is a breakdown in communication between us and y'all, you know, right. because, you know, if 
for instance, we got Drake. Drake comes out and he has like, you know, all different. He's, he might start singing and he might start rapping. But you haven't heard Drake do what? Like, what type of music haven't you heard him do? Gospel. <laughs> like gospel. Or um... if he just starts like singing gospel all of a sudden. The thing that's interesting is he changes so much. So he is the type of artist that people will be like, wow, that's really crazy that he did that. They wouldn't like, okay. you know, cut him off. But certain artists are not mm-hmm. able to really do that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think like it, it definitely gives a like a it, it's more like a standoff. It's more like, oh, I don't want to listen to your music. Or it's like a, a good example. What do you mean by that before you go on? Oh, I'm about to, like, okay. so for example, I think what, what people was having mixed reviews on was um, with Chance the Rapper when he had um, his first couple albums, like Acid Rap um, and stuff like that. And when he dropped The Big Day, I think I'm saying it right, right? A lot of people were feeling uh, like some kind of way. Some kind of way because it was like, oh, you know, we all we want to hear is, you know, the OG Acid Rap and all that stuff like that. But now that you're doing all this, it's like, I'm not jumping or Kanye. Yeah, that's not fair. It's actually not fair. And if you're using those those examples as ways to set the stage for healthy communication, it's totally unfair. Because right. how can they be effectively communicating with us through their work if we're not even allowing them to really say what they really mean and and change if they decide? Like we said a few minutes ago, they go back and then maybe they reevaluated and said, "Hey, I don't really want to. I don't feel like that anymore." Right. You know what I mean? That's true. So. I think that's interesting. So every family doesn't communicate often or in the same ways. What do you think is a healthy time frame to check in and communicate with me? I definitely think if a situation happens, maybe it could, you got, for me, I always like to give people time. Like, cause you gotta, for me, how I see situations is first you gotta understand it for yourself. Understand what? You gotta give more examples when you're Under, Understand the situation and how it affects you in a good way or bad way or any way. And if you can't understand that, then how can you think someone else can understand that? So if when you do that realization and you're able to express that, then I feel like you should be able to check in or even ask that person, hey, um, whenever you're ready to have this conversation, then I'm here. Because I feel like everybody's way of checking in or, you know, stuff is different. But when I feel like you, if you present it that you're ready to have it, then it might give that person maybe a boost to like, okay, let me figure this out so we can, you know, get past this and, you know, be more healthy. Or, you know. Okay, so for me, as far as a healthy time frame for checking in with you would be consistently. I would say that I don't let a day go by, like when you're at school, that I'm not texting you or giving you a call. You know what I mean? So so that I can check in and see how you're doing or say goodnight or something like that so that you have an expectation of what the pattern is. So that you know if that pattern is broken, you can know something is off and we need to check in with each other. You know what I mean? And I try to pay attention to your cues as well. You know, whether you are sending me stuff on Instagram or whether you're... um, you know, calling me and saying, hey, I need to talk or something like that. I pay attention to those things and I have an expectation to hear from you, you know what I mean, ever so often. And when I don't, I check in with you. I don't wait. But as far as to answer the question, as far as a healthy time frame, for me, I think a healthy time frame for me to hear from you and for you to check in, you know, just regular checking in, no problems, nothing going on, would be at least every other day. 
And with that, what are some questions and ways that you consider checking in? I think for me is, hey, how you doing? Or, um, hey, I'm just checking in. I'm just trying to see how you feel about maybe the conversation that we had. Or, hey, I heard that you maybe uh, was learning a new skill or something like that. So I want to check in about that too. It all for me, I definitely think um, checking in always doesn't have to be about the bad things and about um, just you getting over a situation. It could be about anything that you have going on. And I definitely think when you, when the person or when I come to you or you come to me, it shows that you're really interested in what I got going on and that, you know, you are paying attention to that, okay, since he, since he or she likes to do this and likes, is trying this new skill, let me see, uh, you know, what I can learn from and represent some things that, you know, they might not know or that I can put them on to. So those are some questions that I like for me. What about you? So some questions, um, I agree with all that you said. To add on to that, for me, some questions to check in would be, before I start a conversation and I know that I'm getting ready to give you something heavy, I'll say, is this a good time for me to vent to you? Are you in a space right now where I can talk to you about this? Because just because you're my son, I shouldn't assume that you just have open space and open an open mind all the time you're a real person that might not be in the mood or in the space you might have your own stuff going on you know what I mean so that's one of the things that I think is healthy another thing would be um what was the best part of your day today you know oftentimes you know we all go through stuff and something is happening all the time but if we start to pay attention to what was the best part of the day then it kind of starts to change the way you think and how you move because you're always looking forward to creating a, a goodness in your days you know what I mean if you're consistently expecting to hear about it you think okay you know these these things might have been bad but the best part of my day so far was the fact that I got to relax and nobody nobody interrupted me you know what I mean? It starts to make you pay attention to the gratitude you have in your life in a different way. And then also, um, one of the things that I think is important as far as um, a healthy conversation, a healthy topic for checking in, question, I'm sorry, would be, when is the last time you did something for yourself? You know? Mm-hmm. When is, what, what did that look like when you did that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then also... How is everything going right now with your friends? Have you checked in with them? Do you know what's going on with them? Or do they always only know what's going on with you? You know, so that I can make sure that you're checking in with other people and not becoming a one-sided kind of conversation type of person. Right. You know, and then um, as far as you and I are concerned, another thing I try to check in is um, when is the last time you prayed? You know, or you know, so that I can be sure you were checking in with your spiritual side all the time before you do things and as you're doing things to make sure that that's always intact. Anything else for you? Mm-hmm. All right. So, do you think checking in is a two-way street as it relates to the expectation I have for you as far as checking in? Should it be the same, or do you think it should be different as far as me checking my expectation for you checking in with me? Are you saying that? Like, if I have an expectation of you, should that be the same expectation? I'm saying, like, I said earlier, like, I have an expectation for you to check in with me every other day. You might not have that same amount of time, but do you think it should be a two-way street, or should I just have an expectation of you, and it's not fair for you to have an expectation of me for checking in? No, I definitely think 
um, you should definitely have expectations for both. You know, it should go definitely both ways, and I definitely think you should express that. So you know, it's not in a in a situation where I'm expecting you to check up with me every other day, and you expecting that from me, but you might only hear maybe you know hear from me on Monday, and I talk to you on Thursday. So I definitely think you have to express that and you know say like well this is like how I like to be checked in or this is what I like and you know how do you feel about that or you know do you think you know what can we talk about that so it's you know both of our expectations are still getting met met and I definitely think yeah that's all I got okay (laughs) all right so for me um I think it's a two-way street definitely you know I think it's it's fair for us to both understand that both of us should be checking in you know what I mean we should both be checking in with each other however consistently works for either one of us you know what I mean but on a consistent basis to where you expect to hear from me you know what I mean it's not something that suddenly I you just it's just normal for you and I to not be talking at all you know what I mean or doing anything like I don't think that should be something that we should either of us to just get used to so in that regard I think it's definitely a two-way street for any parent and child you know what I mean or anybody in a family or in a relationship in any way I think it's fair for you to have a two-way street when it comes to checking in it shouldn't just be that you're always the person expecting everybody to check in on you but you never check in on anyone else you know mm-hmm. and you get upset that people don't check in on you but you have never checked in on them you don't know what's going on with your friends you don't know what their health is like or anything I don't think that's fair so I think it's definitely a two-way street you got anything else I don't all right so we want to thank you again for um, joining us for another episode of between us and y'all this has been really good this is a conversation that's really helpful Um, we are going to continue this conversation on our next episode and we're excited to do that and again, if you have any questions or, you know, concerns that you have for Nafis or myself about any of the topics that we've discussed, please feel free to send us a message at betweenusandyall at gmail.com. Or you can always inbox us on any um, social media platform that you're using. Instagram or Facebook is usually the easiest ones. But feel free to contact us. We're open and we don't mind answering questions, you know. And if you want to be you know allow us to share a a question or something like that that we didn't address as far as this conversation is concerned feel free to share that with us as well all right this has been another episode we want to thank y'all for being here thank you guys for being here all right have a good day stay safe stay healthy peace